1: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode 117 of Geekscape I'm Jonathan London, your host for the next hour of movies, video games, and comic book talk We like to cover the latest news and reviews And if you're not into movies, video games, and comics, there's not a whole lot I can do for you But every week I try and find someone who's interesting, who's like a, an expert in the geek arena And you guys are no strangers to this man, Logan Crow Hello. The Celluloid. He, uh, he pretty much does a, a great service to Los Angeles and the uh, LA area what he does is he, he compiles like like on Mondo Celluloid a list of all like the cult non Hollywood screenings so the revivals the the marathons the the um, that kind of the midnight movies right and, and you put them on Mondo Celluloid so if you go to like MovieTickets.com or Fandango and you're looking for something to watch and you, all you're getting is Hollywood stuff and you're worn out of it right 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 go to Mondo Celluloid and you'll be like calendar it's oh right shit. in there there's a Miyazaki festival. Right. Yeah, I thought that was cool, you know. Um, and now, because you are such an expert in the arena of cult cinema, midnight cinema, what would you say you're an expert? Yeah. Well I try to be, Auto? I mean yeah.
2: Beyond, yeah. Okay. Uh, we were talking about the New Beverly earlier, I mean that was like a home away from home for a while, so yeah. Absolutely.
1: And uh, and when I'm home I always make sure to go to uh, the Alma Draft House that does yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, they balance Hollywood and they also balance Cult Cinema. Right. But um but whether you go for any type of movie, that's, a, that's to me, the perfect cinema-going experience. Um, you're an expert. Last time we saw you, you had a uh, beautiful Le- Leslie, Leslie Andrews on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and we went to see that film. Before that, you were promoting... And she's been all
2: over. I don't know if you've seen her, but she was in a commercial. We were watching TV the other really? day, and there she was. She was on... I was going to uh, ask you. How is she was on Dollhouse really? uh, as a cheerleader, I think. Hong and Eric saw her on. and called me up. Hey, Leslie was this on who was who Dollhouse. That? And that? And, yeah, she was on... Um, some other, a couple of commercials actually. So you just kind of, I'm seeing her face peppered around all the time. Now.
1: Well, so. I see her on Facebook, but she doesn't really talk about her work. No. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, a modest actress. Yeah, she's actually just that a
2: really girl? chill gal. Yeah, Super she doesn't sweet. seem to be too yeah. she's um, modest.
1: It's good to know that she's doing some shit. Yeah. That she's that she's working. And a sequel's in the works, I think. Get out of here. Yeah. A Actually, sequel the Sick Girl. I,
2: I think a trilogy is in the works, but certainly yeah. a sequel's in the works. Remember so.
1: she came on we were down in the in the flea uh, <laughs> <play> market <laughs> drive it <laughs> And it was out of control. A lot of you guys remember that episode as being enjoyable out of, you know, just what a cluster. Yeah, It was, it was awesome. a lot of fun. A lot of music in the background. I, um, to back I went to see that Sick Girl movie. What the fuck is all I got to say about that movie? It was pretty warped. Yeah. Uh, in a th- sequel, I'm going to watch
2: it Yeah, no, Sick Girl Goes to Town I think is what, uh, is what it's being called uh, I Why mean, not bring that's her to the country? Exactly, exactly More new adventures and She's Just got dreams, she's <laughs> got plans
1: And so you're, you're still putting on screenings That we can find in monocelluloid. Celluloid
2: My oh. own screenings, yeah, we okay. do them weekly uh, In Long Beach actually, we moved from the Vista and Silver okay. Lake To the art theater in Long Beach And uh, started there monthly Moved to bi-monthly, and now we're doing them actually every Friday at midnight
1: What? Yeah so, so it's been rad. It's been fun. Are they just giving you the run of the theater?
2: Technically, kind of, yeah. No, I mean, what it is is so actually, they I got. Your own
1: movie I, theater? They're like, why not? I, actually, I got. Well, you're I just got hired on
2: two weeks ago to be their general manager as well. Wow. So now, yeah, so, now so you're I'm,
1: running a movie theater. I'm running my own, yeah. Worst three, idea ever. <laughs> I
2: fucking love it. I love it. It's it's been gotta great. Be, it's got to be great. It's great. It's, it's, it's awesome. Be? Well, you know, and it's a movie theater, it's a 380 seat single screen movie theater, but it's also a venue. It's got a, st- a really great stage. It's all Art Deco, brand new re- redone theater, you're new really seats. A big dream. I really am. So, you know, part of my job isn't just to, to line up film festivals and stuff, but also bands, uh, bookers, and to bring in music, plays. You know, pretty much anything that will bring a crowd. And uh, so, I've been working really hard to get some music in there. Um, but a couple insane. of events coming up, and then and then I still do the midnight series there every Friday at midnight.
1: So, so what they got going on at the Art of Long Beach? Yeah, is do they play Hollywood movies there sometimes? No,
2: uh, they they experimented with it. I think we're going to stay away from it. We it opened with the intent to do independent and foreign mm-hmm. films uh, they they've done a couple of runs of mainstream they did benjamin button which worked right. out well for them and they did watchmen which didn't work out too well for them um because i think that people were really starting to associate the theater with <laughs> it's like more a of a
1: foreign
2: independent sort of uh you know uh, place and they just weren't thinking watchmen for the art which made sense right. so i think we're going to stick more towards you know, uh, independent documentaries, things like that. Um, you know, maybe the occasional studio film that is of a period, independent bent. Right. To that, And then for the Midnight series, obviously, more of the cultish, repertory stuff. And then maybe uh, a couple film festivals, and then maybe do some classics, like on afternoons. We're, we're kind of experimenting with what we might sure. do. So so we're open to ideas, and, and we've been listening to our audiences. They've been growing. We're getting the, some of the same people back, and they've all got ideas. So
1: That's great to have, yeah. like, a, like, a little... Culture around, yeah. Doesn't that feel good? We've got our Geekscape audience. They've all—they've never done me wrong. VJ has been here since the start. Uh, Why don't you wave, everybody? VJ, you're not too enthusiastic to be here, from what I can tell. (laughs) You like being here. The reason uh, VJ is here—you guys don't know this—but VJ has a life, and uh, and Gilmore actually has his girlfriend in town. So I talked to Gilmore. I said, "We're taping with Logan Crow this weekend," and he said, "Listen, perfect opportunity to have VJ on." I'll be over here with the, with the lady Gilmore Gilmore is gone But VJ The ladies mm-hmm. The ladies What's the story
0: um, Not in this town So
1: Not in this town
0: But perhaps All over the country And the world
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't say There's a girl He said He, he spoke in plurals he, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely spoke in plurals mm-hmm. So You guys understand That Gilmore shoots the show And he's got one woman BJ does not shoot the show often, he has quote unquote all over the country <laughs> and the world. So uh, lock your doors if you're a father and uh, and be careful if you're a brother to a lovely lady because uh, BJ is on the internet. Outside of Los Angeles. Same. BJ can definitely transport himself through the internet to your hometown and just start going wild. Isn't that right BJ? That's true. That is true. Um, Back to the art. Yes. Um, what do you got coming up? What, what are some of the things that the GeekScape audience would want to check out? Okay, well, definitely the, ne- maybe the, the next. The, maybe the Friday series. Yeah, the it next two good.
2: Fridays are are our big ones. And next actually, th- those are the two that I've, I've, we've lined up since January. Um, yeah. Next, this Friday is uh, the Toxic Avenger which is uh, Troma's 35 millimeter print. And Lloyd Kaufman, uh, the director and founder, president of Troma, is actually coming out from New York and will be there to do an intro and a Q&A. Um, he's going to try to bring some of the Tromets with him, some Ooh. Troma merch, so it should be a blast. And it's a 35 millimeter print. So mm-hmm. we're doing Toxic Avenger there. And then May 1st, we're, doing, um, we're pairing up Black Devil Doll, which um, a, a year ago, almost yeah. to the date, we played the trailer before Pastor Pussycat*. That got a lot of buzz going. Was
1: insanity. Yeah, and I just remember two of our Geekscape girls um, sitting there. You know, they, they 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 saw you on Geekscape. They want to come out and see Pastor right. Pussycat*. They came with their stepdad. Oh uh, Jesus! And, and they and they, they they just came to be part of the right. part of the Geekscape Mundo Cellular experience. Yeah. They saw this trailer about a puppet, <laughs> a black puppet, raping and killing women. Uh, you know, it it was, was insane. and Haji,
2: Haji, the actress from Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill was there, and she's this very glamorous, you know, woman, and and she's there, and and the whole time I just kept thinking, oh my god, Haji's in the back, and she's gonna, and her friend, she's gonna leave. and she, she didn't leave, think up she, you know, she had a couple of cute words after, she's like, wow, that trailer was was really something, I'm like, yeah,
1: so that was it's just right, the trailer. Fr- the guy ended up finishing the movie.
2: I saw it last night. And it's, yeah, it it premiered at the New Beverly last night. And I'll I'll finish about the the show on the first. We're actually pairing the movie with a live set by Blowfly, who is... Blowfly is is, um, uh, is the the moniker of a a singer named Clarence Reed from the 70s who puts on this persona uh, called Blowfly. And it's basically, he gets up in like a Mexican wrestling mask and a cape, he's got someone in this band dressed up like Uncle Tom, or, or uh, he calls himself Uncle Tom. It's Uncle Sam, but his name is Tom. And uh, they basically play, um, all their songs are just basically about fucking and pussy, basically. The but they're, they're classy, funky rap songs oh, posse, yeah. that are, yeah, no, absolutely, you listen to them and like, the instrumentation is tight, and it's blowflymusic.com if you haven't mm. checked them out, blowflymusic.com. Like
1: the play's going to burn down. Probably. Probably, yeah. But anyway, the
2: music is insane, but the lyrics are just incredibly raunchy and fantastic. Anyway, it's going to be start at midnight. Blowfly is going on at midnight. Movie will probably go on around one. And and again, I saw it last night, and it's I mean, it's the trailer uh, is is a good indication of of what the movie's about, but it just goes beyond that, dude. It's it's, you know, what it's and what I liked about it was it's it's smart and it's funny. I thought it was going to be honest would say, okay, this is the one joke It's 90 minutes of a puppet You know, nudity mm-hmm. and sex And, and you know, a rampant use of the N-word And and it was actually a, a blast to watch I had heart. heart It did have heart Ooh. It didn't have any heart I with the It had no heart whatsoever <laughs> But it was a blast to watch uh-huh. And the audience was going nuts And laughing And it was actually a really, really fun Well put together movie So uh, I think interested. it'll have cult legs for sure I'm interested yeah.
1: to see that movie So guys But it's
2: adults only, 17 and up I, I had a...
1: You had to cut it off. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's an X-rated film. After so. those Geekscape kids saw that first trailer, you'd definitely have to Yeah, well, in the New Beverly
2: last night, same deal, they, they were checking IDs, you can't, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a porno. porno, yeah, so, it's porno. but it's porno with a puppet, and it's <laughs> a, a little bit, that's not a, catch a little bit not child's either. play, a little bit shocker, um, and, and, you know, it's certainly a little to Team America, a and porno then, with you a know, puppet. a porno with a puppet, that's basically it. Um, so a plot So if
1: right? they, they want to go And check this stuff out They go to
2: MondoCilo.com. MondoCilo.com is uh Did Has a list of all the movie? movies That's what I was going to say yeah, The arts website Is actually where You can buy tickets now We were with Leap Before Now we're, we're selling Directly through the art And that's Arttheaterlongbeach.com And they spell it the French way. So it's art theatre R. E. Longbeach.com If you go to Coming Soon it's got all the Mondo Midnight events as well as the concerts, everything we've got going on. That
1: sounds cool. And you can buy
2: tickets through well, the that's website.
1: I mean i I'm going. Friday awesome. I'm going. I'm going to see this this toxic adventure. Cool. I've got to see that movie on the big screen. I mean I've never seen it on the big screen, I'm excited. Those, yeah. those trauma movies were so influential to me growing oh, yeah. up. I mean that was the stuff that you watched. That and, and Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision. Nice. Yeah I yeah I just yeah. loved watching that stuff. In, in that I like those the, were my first did you watch USA up all night too? Uh, oh yeah, oh, that was good stuff. Those were, those were my first inclinations that you were like, okay, you could probably make a movie mm-hmm. uh, You will never make a good film Jonathan, but you can make this. You can you can <laughs> I just remember what a baby the main character in Nukem High was. When the girl is like dead And he's crying uh, in the chemistry And it's like scream crying And yeah. it's cutting between this loser crying And a dude running up and down the hallway on a motorcycle Killing people I was I having that like conversation this, this with, with some dudes Cinema last night phenomenal. I these, fell in love with movies that day
2: These dudes last night that were at the Blowfly show Were it's going amazing. on about the new trauma And, and I, I do want to catch up I mean I haven't seen, uh, was it the Poultry, Poultry Geist, Geist yet? Yeah. I want to catch up But like for me it's like they're like I've seen Poultry Geist yet yeah. We're talking about that a little bit And and I'm thinking, like, I'm still... I mean, there's such a huge Sir, volume um, of old stuff. Yeah, Serf uh, Nazis Must Sir, Die. Nazis Must Die, That's it. Beware Children at Play. I mean, there was just such a huge, like, Big volume of, of old, old stuff, stuff. that it's still you're catching up on. Killer Condom, which was actually really sharp. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that, but that was a good film. Uh, just tons of stuff, everything... From the really ridiculous shit So Christmas
1: I will be Christmas. there on, on Friday Which is good I can't wait to it's see that It's good you'll be there um, So guys If you're in the LA area That's definitely something to check out I've been playing with this all day um, This is a flash ring That uh, our own Big Yanks sent me um, he's, he's trapped in the Speed Force So Good luck Yanks we uh, look forward to seeing you again. But, yeah, he sent me a flash ring and said, help me. So I guess i got to put it on, run super fast, and save him from the Speed Force. But i got to get this out of my hand, because I've been playing with it too much. Thanks, PJ. <laughs> the audience sends me <laughs> stuff. Like, like uh, the audience, um, the audience. you know, they know my address. If you order a T-shirt, you got my address. And then they just, like, mail me stuff. Well, or, cool. you know, and sometimes my phone number gets out there. And Nara Williams and I were watching Caprica. We got together to watch this new Battlestar Galactica mini- uh, Mini movie Caprica And we uh, And he came over And I was on the phone With the Geekscapist And he's like You are the, you are like Their, their counselor The geek counselor And I was like All they needed to do Was see my life yeah, And leader. realize they were Getting horrible advice They they're I'm running them Into brick walls
2: You got upside down Crosses on your walls
1: They do well, Those are technically Lasers from Space Invaders But yeah I've got all these You know Blix stickers That are You know that What is Blix if you've been to that website They've got all those stickers you can put on your wall I've got like Space Invaders over there In the Geekscape studio Which is all my also my office And my bedroom when I make Laura mad <laughs> um, So nice. guys, uh, we'll get to Capricorn in a minute But I went and saw uh, Balls to the Walls movie I saw a Crank uh, High Voltage cool. Which is the second Crank movie It starts right where the first one left off With the main character played by J- Jason Statham Falling out of a helicopter Bouncing off the hood of a car And landing in the street if you watch Crank 1, you're like, okay, that guy's definitely dead But he blinks at the end of the movie And you're like, okay, what was that? The beginning of the movie starts with that blink He gets shoveled off the sidewalk Thrown into a van by a bunch of Japanese dudes hmm. Who then operate on him Remove his heart and replace it with an electronic heart uh, He's in a coma for three for about three months, you find out When he wakes up, they're going to get the rest of his organs Starting with his Got
2: it. He
1: can't have that so of course they, uh, he gets up and um, breaks his way out of there And wants to find his heart so that he can put it back in And uh, that's it, off to the races If you guys saw Crank 1 you understand what a breakneck speed <laughs> that story is told in This movie is definitely thrown uh, to an 11 if Crank 1 was 10 This movie uh, is at such a breakneck speed That watching it, it actually wore me out like mm. if that makes sense, that an hour and a half movie, at times felt long, but just because I was exhausted. I mean, right. I was, I felt like I was sitting through a three-hour movie. I felt felt like I was I was sitting through like Gwyneth Paltrow and Emma. Like, <laughs> right. I was right. like Jesus, this movie is so long. And I'm but not, it's not boring. It just feels it long. It can't be boring. It right. Is, it's a fucking yeah. video game. This this movie is insanity. It will either be the worst movie you've ever seen. Right. Or the craziest movie you've ever seen, or one of the, your favorite movies, most fun movies you've ever sure. seen—it could be all of them. I don't know yet. <laughs> the the right. movie is. I, like, I dug the fucking first one. Nuts!
2: I was excited when I saw the trailer second one, and some of my friends were like, "Why?" And Why, like, yeah, right? Did you, did you think the first one was good? And I'm like, I don't think the first one was good, but I had such a blast watching it. You know and what I mean? It's hard Mark not to have Brian. a blast watching. it
1: I don't know what. what yeah. I mean, we know Mark and Brian; they're friends of the show. What the fuck did you guys make? This movie is crazy um, I, I, I'm still trying to process what I saw okay. It definitely has a story But it doesn't let up long enough For you to catch up Got So it. it can definitely be a movie That you're like fuck, and There's a reason he wants phenomenon? his
2: heart back There's a reason they want his heart well, Yeah, well,
1: that, that, revenge, is that a spoiler um, thing? Or you'll find out in the movie what, what, I, what I really liked about the movie quite a bit Is the way that, that um, The movie just starts off and running and you get your information filtered through the action um, You know, he's chasing these guys right. The heart goes to these guys Or he's pointed in this direction The whole time he's running into crazier and crazier characters In like the first movie He's always playing catch-up Not just okay. physically, but he's playing catch-up uh, with right. information, and he's trying to find out like where everything, who's behind all this, right. what's going on. And as he's doing this, he's finding more and more individuals and getting a bigger picture as to why they took his heart, why they wanted to take the rest of their organ, of uh, his organs. Mm. And you start to see a lot of information that came from the first movie. Shout it out to You know what I mean? Interesting You, you, you find Amy smart You find the Ephraim Ramirez's character yeah. twin brother Okay, I was, was going to ask you like yeah, How they, is he not dead? No, they, they, okay, they, they, right. they, they, they pulled a, they pulled a uh, Better Tomorrow 2 It's the okay. twin brother Nice, alright and, um, and those aren't the only two Kind of characters That are throwbacks To the first film Alright and, uh, and I don't want to Spoil them for you But even the small extras Almost mm. Come back in this movie <laughs> People who had like one or two lines in the first movie, or maybe he pointed a gun to the oh, guy. now, in the now first I movie. really gotta see this. They come back in the second movie, and it's just hilarious. And just bailing,
2: just basically do the bailing thing. She walks around. Bailing is
1: batshit crazy in yeah, this movie. Yeah, she is out of control in this movie.
2: Dresses up and shouts um, and threatens. What?
1: I mean, this is a fun film, and if on. you don't like it, it's over pretty quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean,. It was exhausting For me to yep. watch But it was Do I want to see it again Yes I want to see it With Laura and my brother And I want to see Like what I went and saw With the, my buddy Mitch Who's an actor And I was like Dude he, I mean I, he came out of there And was like What the fuck Did I just watch <laughs> And I gotta say You know what I like that they're able To make that movie Right Because it is Non-stop Cutthroat Cinema it doesn't do the three act structure Thing Sure. if it does it's loose as Hell Right. And it, and it pretty much just runs For the video game culture there's so many Shoutouts to video games there's so many shoutouts To video games cause You know violence and Insubordination mm-hmm. of society that uh, It really is fun to see two Guys who are totally influenced by that kind Of culture go and make a movie that Is so unapologetic And I totally and, like
2: that about the first one I always like the opening The title you know it's like that cloud from the mm-hmm. end of uh of uh, What was it called What was that video game With the scroller ball And the little lines coming down With the X's and oh, Missile so command the, Missile command Okay.
1: Mi- missile yeah command. they
2: gave like That missile command cloud With the word cranking it And I always thought like The first time I saw it I'm like Okay you know where this is going Yeah. You I mean, know where their influence is I want to tell you yeah. guys
1: More about the movie But there's there so many Really funny beats Because uh, it's just Set piece to set piece To right, set piece right. to set piece but I'm telling you guys It would definitely ruin it Um yeah, there's two really funny parts that I, I want to tell you guys about But all i got to say is If you like The First Crank Definitely go see the movie If you didn't like The First Crank You have to stay away from this film Because you will hate it <laughs> And right. you know what? I don't have much to say to you but, um, This is a tradition Yeah, it is Mike, yeah it is. But, but on first the forums like I can, I can I, let, let I me got it, you no, that's good in that. okay. there you go. Run the How does he sound? You might have to turn up his, uh, his audio um, But on the forums I'm already seeing reviews pour in And the Geekscape audience loves it So if you guys are Geekscapists you guys know what I like. Go on the forums at least. See what other Geekscape is like. They're liking this movie because it is definitely a celebration of craziness. Of the, do- the dogs loved it. Yes. Snuck them into the theater. Um, that's Crank High Voltage. Um, I'm going to see it again. Uh, I got in the mail. A screener for Caprica, okay, which is coming up on DVD and on demand. Uh, I I don't know when it actually goes on TV, but this is like Eric Stoltz, uh, the dude from Jericho,
2: Ski no, oh,
1: no, no that was able, show uh, the Dude Morales, what's his name? Asai Morales. Yeah, e. e. Morales. Right? And this takes place like 48, 43 years before the Battlestar Galactica that we know from you know the, the, that just ended, and it takes place on Caprica. And basically, you've got Eric Stoltz is like a um, he's an he's a wealthy inventor who's created uh you know kind of reminded me of um of uh, the Spider-Man idea that um you know you've got um what's his name the Green Goblin Willem Defoe Willem Defoe okay. and and, uh, and he's he's Harry Osborn or um you, you've got Osborn right right not Harry Osborn but uh but the dad Norman Osborn right. and and he's building weapons for the uh, for the military, okay. and basically what he's building is art, he wants to build artificial intelligence. You know, robotic soldiers. You see where this is going? This right. It's going to become the silos. right? Okay. And he's not totally able to turn that curve because he can't create the, uh, the the brain, right? Okay. Or maybe the soul. So you've got his daughter, who's a really smart girl, and she's hanging out on, in like an online club. You know what I mean? Like, you put on these little glasses. And it transports you into this virtual reality where you and your friends can hang out and go to like sex clubs or hmm. raves and you know do all the stuff that you could do in a video game completely uninhibited. You can shoot people, you can have sex, you can do crazy stuff. The this
2: little like uh, strange days ish, like yeah. You kind of just plug this, into this, sort you just of a plug reality. into this
1: thing. The subplot is cool. that there is a like a religious one god movement. Remember during BSG that there was like a there was like a polytheism Right Now in like monothea It kind of started giving away to like monotheism This is like There's like a cult built around monotheism the one true god And that cult is using the game To kind of like take in members oh. Get their thing across And what you learn early Is that the girl has run afoul of this stuff And may actually agree with it Right Okay It isn't long before she decides to run away from home She's got problems with the, with, the, with the mom and on the way to this happened so early. On the way to running off to a different planet, to run away from home, where she can, uh, where she can further her pursuit. You realize that she has copied herself and put herself in this virtual reality as herself. She ha- she's cloned herself okay. and put her in like uploaded herself like like you know what Vijay does. There's like ninety Around million world, VJs right. on the internet, right? Right. Um, she's basically done what VJ does. She's put herself online, it caught, replicated herself, and on her trip, her boyfriend reveals that he's one of these pro God, you know, single God terrorists. Blows up a train, kills her, oh. and Eric Stoltz in mourning starts finding out the clues with her surviving friend that in in Eli Morales's family was also on the train. Okay. So the two of them wow. start start kind of uncovering the clues that there is an artificial that his daughter quote unquote survived. As an artificial intelligence in this world that he, that he ended up creating He created this system Right This virtual reality thing um, He gets the idea to download his daughter Into the body of one of these machines That he's been working on Ah, okay He needs the technology This is all on the pilot? It's all on the, like an hour and a half That's pilot That's awesome okay. He, da- uh, need, in order to download his daughter from the game He's got to trick her He's got to trap her Because she's not into it She's kind of weirded right. out and he needs a piece of technology that Eli Morales has has to steal for him. Okay. And and he play. Eli Morales plays like an Adama. He plays like one of the, he plays one of the Adamas. Um, it sounds like a lot happens, but over an hour and a half, there is so much bogged down from, like just talking morality, weighing mm-hmm. character. It's just a lot of it's a lot of character. So if you guys are into BSG, especially those last two seasons, that I thought was a lot more character work than actual story work, and Sometimes the story And the action got bogged down By the chari- by so much character work um, That a lot of times It didn't go anywhere right. In my opinion um, You guys will enjoy it If you're somebody who really loves The first two seasons of Battlestar Galactica There's just not enough moving at a clip To keep you interested um,
2: Yeah I never watched it but My sister and then you know, <coughs> Hong and Eric were, were crazy about it And they would talk about it all the time And I'd see an episode here or there And it did look very sort of um, Mythical and uh, more character driven Than most mm-hmm. sci-fi shows I so thought that was pretty cool but If I had started late I felt like there would be Too much to catch up on But it seemed like And they were telling me About the last episode right. Just how Controversial in terms of Some people love it Some people weren't too happy with it Yeah it and They kind of summarized it for me And I'm like Well I, I could see whether there would be A couple of loose endings You'd want it tied up A little bit more specifically Specifically y- yeah, with What happened did. to Starbuck What the hell was she That sort of thing But, uh, but uh, I kind of feel like I missed out, so I may have to go back and revisit it.
1: Well, Caprica looks like it's going to explore a lot of the same themes, right. you know, uh, especially since you now have this artificial intelligence that used to be a person, and did it download their thoughts, did it download their mind, mm-hmm. or did it download their soul? Uh, you know, what is actually trapped in this machine? Right. You know, and, uh, and, you know, the last scene in Caprica is pretty haunting in that way, the, the fact that he actually... You know, tried to bring his daughter into the physical world again. Um, it's got this Frankenstein, it's a monster feel mm-hmm. to it, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, it took a lot to get there for me. So um, she's like
2: the first Cylon, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to watch it. Yeah. But um, but you know what? Like, as much as watching the movie, watching it, I thought it was a little plotting, and wasn't enough to keep me interested. Uh, if you're a BSG fan, there's no way you're gonna miss this. The work in it is fine. Um it's a shame that to me the world in BSG is never convincing. Like when they were on spaceships, they had to build sets for the spaceships are out in space. It was always so co- convincing. The 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 flashbacks to Caprica were always the ones that disappointed me the most because mm. they have parking meters. Like they're shooting oh, okay. in that right, Okay, right, right, Vancouver, right. And, Got it. Yeah. And and it always really felt like the like you know the the uh like I was seeing behind the curtain You know And I was like This isn't mm. I'm not sold anymore When You know They're eating sushi And doing things that are so human Earth human Right right, right. right. You know that, that always That always took me out of it and Which supposedly wasn't You do, see, wasn't the, you wasn't do see that a lot in like right? Yeah different earth altogether And I mean You definitely see parking meters right. In this In this uh, show You know mm. the, the, She plays a cello And I'm like Who, who created that? VJ is going to download himself into that artificial intelligence later and start marching around. Oh, um, <laughs> that—that as far as sci-fi goes is always troubling to me. Um, mm. it always lets me down. And so you know, what I mean, say what you will about Luke Skywalker when Luke Skywalker went to eat breakfast with Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. Remember what she was some like doing? shake, yeah, or Yeah, she, crap, and yeah. she was doing something with like a, a vegetable mm-hmm. and saying so, like, right. you we're like, what the hell is that machine? It was a pretty complete universe, right? You know. Star Trek, they go in advance Like, it, even though it's an extension of us in the future So in the new Star Trek trailer You can actually see, like, a sports car Right um, Which, is, I guess, is a relic Because Caprica
2: there. is not It's not, I mean That world is not tied Earth. to Earth, right Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I get I you yeah. So, that's always been a disappointment There's a lot of that in this
2: That's the problem with Star Wars Everyone talked English
1: Why does everyone <laughs> speak English? I mean, they're from different planets It could be translated I always, th- I always thought I found myself thinking What if What if they're just aliens? I mean, Lando's one of the only black dudes you see. Yeah, How well, they are aliens. Have Why cups?
2: would, I mean, you know, like, like you got this, you know, they go to the, to the cantina, right? And you, you got some people bum, speaking bum, a bum, different bum, right. Bum, 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 right. You, you, you got you have have man and, and, you know, he doesn't like, I mean, he doesn't like he speaks English, but the other guy doesn't. Right. Rita doesn't speak English, but Yoda does.
1: Right.
2: I don't know. I just always find it really fascinating that some <laughs> people spoke English, some people didn't, but there's like different races. I and mean, I guess it's true of Earth, Earth as well. Yeah. 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 Frankly, yeah. So. I take it all back. There you go. There it is. Seriously, though, I want to know where Yoda's from. Um, they never did say. Did they
1: say that? Where sure, Yoda's somewhere. from? Supposedly, his
2: race way? is like this big secret. We're not supposed to know. Really? Should, or some crap, or Lucas. Would you, you hear said, that? Hong. Oh, right. Hong I says that it's a big secret. We gotta have
1: Hong and Eric back on the show. Those guys are fun foils. they to seen another shit. Yeah. What, what's that?
2: they seen another shit. They know, yeah, I mean, they'll answer questions. What if I have a Yoda. question about something that's like beyond the realm of what's actually found in the film, Mm-hmm. I'll get that from them. Whatever happened to Chewbacca, well, they'll tell me that Chewbacca at some point they exploded. Yeah. Yeah,
1: trying it. to rescue Han's kid. Right, see. I know some of the extended universe stuff in Star Wars. I mean, I the Star Wars was really my friend growing up. Right. Didn't have too many physical friends, real friends. Uh, but starting with, like, again, with, like, just loving Star Wars and getting it and reading Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and then that leading me into. Uh, the Timothy Zahn books The Kevin Anderson hmm. books And get it And just continue to read those Until Dark Horse Started getting me comic, You know Comic books Right Like Dark Empire Was a phenomenal Comic book series But it started Really being undisciplined hmm. You know what I mean It just They just started making books For everything And I'm like Dude these these people's lives Are extremely eventful Okay
2: uh, Let me ask you this Because I never read Any of those And as someone who I grew up I read so many of them As someone who grew up And then like, I just had
1: to stop I just had to put it down. It Having like, watched the films
2: and, and being a huge fan of the films and invested, right. would you, when you would read films. those books? Well, yeah, yeah. When you would read those books, did you equate them were they like a hundred percent part of the same universe, or was there a yes. part of you that's like this is a different interpretation? Now it's tie, no. it's a tie-in, but these aren't the same characters as the ones no, in the film. Splinter
1: of the Mind's Eye takes place after the Battle of the I still believe, right? But I'm saying because and I, and, they're and, different and, and, writers in the original comic books. The Marvel uh, that uh, that they did, yeah. uh, the comic strips, Dark Horse did a fucking awesome job of collecting the old comic strips, okay, and releasing them. And those felt like a really great segue between the uh, A New Hope and Empire. Hmm. And reading that, you're like, oh man, this is great. Now you can see Java coming after Han and all this, and putting pressure on him that you feed that that in the beginning of Empire is such a big plot point. Right, you know, he's got to get off the, off of Hoth. And I was so into that extended stuff, but. After a while, you do hit that problem where when do these people have no, like sleep?
2: Right. You know what I
1: mean? Like, well, like, and you know, they're it could on just, constant. They could keep going on
2: forever. I mean, that's the thing. You, you start to realize like they they could keep writing these for twenty years, and am I am I going to invest myself into and, that? Yeah.
1: And at that point, it starts to have that comic book problem of always being in a second act, right? And, or the stories start to fold in on each other. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah When yeah. you start filling in those gaps, like. Dark Empire took place after Jedi, at the fall during the fall of the Empire, and okay, and then the Timothy Zahn books. Like when you only have a couple extended universe things out there, you can do a pretty good job of keeping a timeline. But after a while, you start filling in the cracks, things just get nutty, right? And uh, and it and it just breaks under its own weight. It feels you just, forced a little bit. You just bit have or? to stop reading, you know. <laughs> um, but man, some of that stuff was great. Some of that stuff was good. And, and we'll see what they do with this Caprica. Because, again, it takes place You know 48 years before. I guess mm-hmm. the Cylon Awards 40 years before. But who knows, Did man. Did you ever
2: watch uh, Wild Palms?
1: The, what is that? It was this
2: miniseries that, that uh, came out in the 90s, uh, right after sort of like the Twin Peaks buzz happened. It's called Wild Palms. Wild Palms. And it was Oliver Stone produced it. And it was a miniseries. And it was two nights. And it was like uh, Dana Delaney, Angela Lansbury. Uh, I forget who the male lead, Robert Loja, and it was this weird, really, really uber dark um, sci-fi, what's the word I'm looking for, it was sort of a... um, Like a noir? It it was noir, and it was very, um, it was a satire sort of on the church and new technology, and when you were talking about... When you were when you were talking about uh, it reminded me mm-hmm. of that. It was basically the the whole thing. It, it's really something worth watching. And I think they made a comic book off it, or it was comic book first. I don't remember. But it, basically, the idea is that there's a new technology that creates a new television that projects a hologram into your room and projects like it reads your room, and then like it you know, so it would read so your you're room. You're living in the. You're living, yeah. You got you know if you're watching like Star uh, Trek. right. If you're watching uh, Twin Peaks, you know, you know Comic Clock will be sitting right here and interacting okay. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's all, but the people behind it are of a cult and a church that are trying to use yeah. it to start to indoctrinate. So it reminded me of that when you're talking about that, and definitely. So I don't know the if it's available happened, on DVD or what, but it's it something was worth good. watching. it. was really good. It was a little. It was really dark. It's a hard. I mean, it's really really twisted. Um, uh, and it ends. I remember it ending a little funky, but it's a really really intriguing story. It was pretty cool. It was a really cool thing.
1: I'm sure. I remember really after. enjoying it. Yeah, it only aired two nights, and that was it.
2: It only it was I think a two night or a three night at the most. It was like four hours and long. And
1: you're into in all that, that Twin Peaks stuff. You loved. loved Manage, all that Peaks. stuff Yeah, absolutely. That stuff is always like a little too weird for me. You know, it's yeah. always so existential to me that I, I it kind of loses me.
2: I wasn't a huge fan of Inland Empire, mm-hmm. but i pretty much loved everything else he's done. Lost Highway's grown on me. I was not a huge fan of Lost Highway when it first came. I like the music. I like some of the ideas, but. I always felt it was a little junky, um, clunky, and it's actually really, really grown on me. So, and I actually kind of dig Dune too. So I don't think you said a misstep. There,
1: there, there are movies in in your life uh, that work as benchmarks for the wrong reasons. To me, those are movies like Lost Highway,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Casino. These are movies I've only seen once, but I was in the process of trying to hook up with someone, so I never gave those movies a, f- a fair shake. Okay. It never definitely gave them my full attention. Right. Right. I, it's always fascinating to me to, to think about those movies and be like, oh yeah, I've seen it, but I haven't. Right. You know, and I'm sure you guys. I feel that way about Casino movies.
2: too. Absolutely.
1: I remember, I remember sitting through Casino yeah.
2: being like, this is, I'm gonna, you know, I always I felt when I watched it, I felt this voice kind of like, wow, Goodfellas really worked out for me. I'm gonna do some of that stuff again. So I didn't feel the investment. Of a filmmaker in Casino Like I did with Goodfellas I didn't feel like he was in in it I just felt that it was like a sort of play by Violent sort of mobster tale That didn't have a soul Casino so, yeah. for me
1: I remember coming home from the hospital I had just torn my knee And yeah. gotten it fixed, my ACL And oh. I remember I had started dating this girl uh, It was my summer I was working as a towel boy at the YMCA And she worked At a snow cone stand With a friend of mine Oh,
2: okay.
1: I was 18 years old uh, so uh, It was summer after freshman year in college And and, uh, and I remember The that the girl being like Okay I just got home from the hospital And she's like I'll come over and we'll, I'll bring a movie and We can just hang out at your place Parents place uh, And she comes over with Casino <laughs> right. and, and I'm like okay cool so, I mean but I'm still like on uh, You know painkillers and stuff like that So I'm, I'm hanging out and she's hanging out And out of nowhere she starts trying to give me A handsy and I'm like As if I'm not already paying attention to the movie Because I'm like hey. Right She starts going what? And I'm like This is ha- What the hell And so I, that's the only thing I remember About Martin Scorsese's <laughs> epic casino Is this girl who Sometimes I don't even remember What she looks like anymore If
2: you remember that. the actual scene That'd be hilarious
1: I think Sharon Stone <laughs> was throwing stuff in a closet <laughs> <laughs> And that's what inspired and her i And not only that I had this machine <laughs> that, was work, that was working my knee, like trying to work what, the flexion in my knee. So you have this... I had like this robot leg. I'm in a pull-out <laughs> couch, and oh. I'm laying there with this machine that goes... And every day you add another couple of degrees right. to it. And so the swelling goes down, and it slowly gets your your range of motion back in your knee. It was enormous. This thing was... I mean, this is a huge machine. Right. And she's like reaching around. <laughs> I, I, I was worried she was gonna lose her arm in this thing. Like she's working. I mean, that had to be talent. She was inspired, man. She was. That like, had to be talent. She was taken by the like, moment. She was like the machinist. Remember the scene of the machinist oh, the dude loses yeah, yeah, yeah. his hand? She's like reaching through this industrial machinery. The sacrifice. Yeah. That's what I remember. The sacrifice. What do we to that girl? she threw me out of her car I do remember Oh is that, that. right <laughs> <laughs> She did throw me out of her car Well Gotta admire her moxie. What are your movies That you have to go back And rewatch Because When you first watched them It was during a night When you wanted Nothing else to do But hook up Yeah uh, Crimes and that? misdemeanors That was one Yeah well, While, you were, talking, one too. while you were talking While you were talking I was
2: trying to remember uh, Crimes and misdemeanors Of Woody Allen mm-hmm. Yeah Awkward sort of like well, Let's watch this type of thing um, I remember
1: a girl Spent the night on Lost Highway And during it I was so tired We were kissing and stuff and, and I was so tired I remember waking up A little later And the movie's still on And, she, and me going What happened? She's like I don't know <laughs>
2: I don't know I, I always I always harken back To a, a couple of friends of mine My friend Andy My friend Andy And his ex-girlfriend Britt uh, the, You know They were like In the heyday of their dating You know Where you're just Fucking all the time And and uh, wow, they watched good. Pink Flamingos together. What? And, yes. And then what? she tried to come on to him, and, and he was just so repelled repel by, <laughs> by the very idea of being physical with another human being. <laughs> it's the worst movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> <finished. laughs> he still tells the story. He was like, you Get off me! And she's like, Come hey, on. Baby. He's like, Get off
1: me. Went a bang to Faces of Death. <laughs> this is
2: after. I think they'd, they'd like driven home. It'd been some time. And, They're and always the, the yeah. weirdest
1: movies. Yeah. Because the good movies you pay attention to. VJ, do you have any of these kinds of experiences? There are ones that I've already seen. Okay, okay That's smart Like there are movies He's already seen And um, I, I remember Being out with my buddy Nick Scown Who's been on the show And he was dating this girl And he brought along This other girl Who was just Texting the entire time mm. And I, I wasn't I'm not available I wasn't available at the time But she was texting this guy The whole time And nobody at the table Could have a conversation Because there's somebody right. Just sitting there Freaking texting And I remember saying Who the hell are you talking to Just finally like right. Okay, elephant in the room Who are you talking to And her being like Guy I'm gonna go out on a date with Second date And I go How'd you meet him? He's an actor Um, You know I do makeup So we met on set (laughs) And I'm like Is he more important Than the people The physical people You're at a table with Because And she's like Oh sorry We're just gonna go out On a date later So I gotta figure it out I was like Well what are you guys gonna do? She said We're gonna watch Pan's Labyrinth
2: And I was like So
1: he's not that into you That was my response to her So he's not that into you And she finally just Put it down and goes What are you talking about? And I said Pan's Labyrinth is a quality film
2: She probably hated it She's What you've just described Is is a kind of girl That probably was like But you do what BJ did Yeah
1: If you already Like it was their first time Seeing Pan's Labyrinth Like you get a good movie If you think she's gonna be lame Uh, If you don't think She's gonna be lame You get A fucking weird movie Like Lost Highway Or you get Casino A movie that like It doesn't really matter If you pay attention to or not You don't get Pan's Labyrinth Pan's Labyrinth is Four star quality. You do not That's hook up during, during great.
2: it. Did you see Let the Right One in? Sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So good. The vampire movie from, Yeah. I, I can't wait for the Hollywood remake of that. <laughs> it always gets filmed oh. really mad when you say you can't wait for the Hollywood remake of that film. Um I thought it was good. Yeah, they're it, already working it, on it too. It played long, um, for me. But yeah, it's but a little long. but you know that the, the the atmosphere is the character is such a great character in that movie. I mean just shooting anything In freezing balls Cold weather Is an accomplishment As far as I'm concerned That movie looked cold
2: Like the last When you were talking about Pan's Labyrinth I was thinking about horror That's probably more of a fantasy Technically Mm -hmm. but whatever The last few uh, Horror films I've seen That are like Really really good Just seem to not be From the states I mean I think of (laughs) The the Orphanage orphanage. Yeah Yeah, I think of Pan's Labyrinth And and Let the Right One In Which Mm -hmm. was just incredible And I think Part of what's amazing about Really, and all three of Japanese, them is that they. Anything
1: Japanese is scary to me. I just, did
2: you, you see friggin' no, I won't. Uh, oh my god, You're no. Yeah, I'm just guessing. Oh, uh, um, Visitor Q. No, but Takashi am What the fuck? I'm not, a big, I'm not fuck? a big fan. I just, of
1: yeah, I'm not a big fan of his. I think uh, it's a lot of. I think it's like what I think it's a, a pretty random filmmaker.
2: Takashi, he, he's inconsistent. I am a fan of his, but I but I wouldn't go so far as to say that, every, that everything he does is gold. It's not. I think the, the guy makes about six films a year. I mean, mm. you go on IMDb, and it's like six yeah, or seven miles a year. And, you know, of course they're not all going to work. But when they do, I think they're amazing. Yeah. And, and Visitor Q is, VJ what the fuck? I mean, there's That's a woman great. squirting yeah. breast milk halfway. Yeah. Woman yeah,
1: squirting it. breast milk? I will, I'll see it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
2: you know, it's a really, really. Put it on the queue.
1: What is it, Passenger Q? Visitor Q. Visitor Q? Put it on the Netflix queue. You know, but
2: again, I mean, it gets really, you know. I did? Like
1: they'll ask Someone will ask
2: Well what would you think Of Visitor Q for example Or what would you think and, and, and I'll be like You know I'm not sure I liked it or not But it got a reaction out of me mm-hmm. I can't say that about A lot of films I've seen lately I can't say that about The Uninvited Or frig- The one with the kid That wants to be born He wants to be born Oh David you know Goyer, what I, mean? I can't David say Goyer's that about that yeah, shit yeah, You know yeah. what I mean I can't Oh man You know So it's that's the thing About like foreign horror Is I love what I love And even a lot of the stuff That I watch That I don't necessarily love I walk away A little shaken Or Or Intrigued, or like, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? And even that much is more than I can say for the uninvited. With foreign movies, do you
1: think the fact that they're talking in baby talk makes it scarier? Sometimes. Okay. Some of the
2: Asian ladies' long black hair just scary.
1: Do you think the fact that they're mumbling and making little British children scare me in suits? Yeah, that's a fucking. That's a. I think that's a more. That's become scary. That's gone from scary to a crutch at this point. You know, it's the
2: Shining twins. I think the Shining twins fucked it up for all of us. You know this little British children staring, not doing anything once they start doing something they're not as scary when like just they're just standing pauper, there
1: or they're begging what? or asking for or asking for more
2: soup for more soup or that's, cleaning a chimney that's a little creepy too, but uh-huh. not as not as much you know, once Br- they start dancing British. and singing that's
1: we that, we yeah. have British uh listeners like my good friend hero protagonist over there in England, yeah. and I have to imagine that at one point he was creepy too probably you know like i like you know how uh, American kids in middle school Go through their awkward stage I think yeah. British kids go through their creepiest shit stage They do It's around the time that they have to get their first suit can you, man You know like, oh, You're already scared I mean, think about it It
2: does, it creeps me out, man
1: <laughs> So guys, you know when Logan's on the show We're gonna have a pretty cinema-heavy uh, uh, episode I did read comics, uh, of course Because they're my lifeblood um, You a Stephen King fan? Being a horror aficionado, this is my segue I
2: need to read more of his stuff I've always liked what I've read I don't read much I watch way too many movies When I read, I get into it it's, I have a little ADHD so Sometimes it's hard for me to finish But I enjoy reading I just don't do it much Because I'm just either I'm always watching movies I love to watch movies um, I love his adaptations And I love what I've read But there's so much
1: I haven't read yet Well, thank God for comics Okay <laughs> Uh, Marvel is putting out The Stephen King oh, Dark Tower adaptations And the stand is Cake ass I love the stand This one is written by um, Robin uh, Firth and, and Peter David And the, the art's by Jay Lee And the ink and, and colors By Richard Eisenoff This team kicks ass I gotta tell you Um if you find it in trade, it's worth reading If you're a Stephen King fan, these are adaptations in chronological order of the Dark Tower series wow. And um, I've never read the Dark Tower books But reading these makes me want to go back and read them Because I'm sure a lot is condensed Because some of those books are 700 pages long Right. Um, this stuff really, really, really feels like a complete novel experience right. you know what I mean uh, That's cool. It's huh? got some amazing prose. The artwork is great and they just do a really good job of bringing you through a, uh, through a story. Almost completely different is the experience that they give you with the stand adaptation that they're doing. Um, that one feels a lot like you're reading the Stephen King book, but it's a, in a, such a different style. Hmm. The artwork is fo- uh, photorealistic, not as interpretive as Jay Lee's style. Um, the writing isn't as lyrical Or as uh, you know Otherworldly They've taken English in the Dark Tower And they've turned it into kind of their own English Because it's so far along in the future hmm. um, That they have their own words for things We've got The Stand Which is a lot closer to Earth And real time Current time And, uh, and that that's a fucking Crazy comic book hmm. That comic does such a good job Of completely encapsulating the feeling of just chills you get from reading a, a Stephen King book Just right. the mood, the atmosphere, everything If you guys are horror fans And not reading the Stephen King adaptations from Marvel I don't know where else you're going to get horror Unless it says Steve Niles on it <laughs> And I mean this is the place uh, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying these books um, I want them to I see them doing some more cool adaptations Beyond that, comic book wise Um, Rick Remender is on uh, Punisher And as good as this book is This dude, Pena, who's doing the artwork If you guys are If you guys ever picked up Fear Agent Because I told you to pick up Fear Agent That's Rick Remender's Space Laser Gun Brain Aliens book Um, Fear That's Fear Agent Uh, The Punisher is The Punisher going after supervillains When Garth Ennis did The Punisher He pretty much took The Punisher out of the Marvel superhero universe And kind of had him go after Real crooks And mobsters Rick Remender's Taking the Punisher And having him go After super villains Like the Hood Or Norman Osborn um, hmm. Or the Grizzly Who you'll see In this new uh, issue uh, As being a dumbass In a bear suit um, Feel free to flip through it I think the artwork That they're doing Is great um, i actually going To flip through this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, for it. go yeah. for it. It's really I mean the Punisher book If you're reading Marvel stuff In Dark Reign Is a really nice Little supplement to it as part of like the um, The the borders of what's happening In the giant overarching storyline You've got the Punisher just mixing it up Over here in the corner And, uh, and the storytelling is Rick Remender, So you know the dialogue's good You know the pace is awesome And the way he works with his artist Really gives you a cool, grizzled You know, hard-ass Punisher Kicking ass And now it's super-powered ass So What do you think of the artwork? This Jay Lee I love artwork. the
2: art. I want to ask a, a segue question yeah. if I may What is the... You know, I'm completely unversed in, in the comic book universe. I, yeah. I, what I've read, I've enjoyed. I'm, I'm still getting through Preacher, which I think is just phenomenal. Um, what is the stigma that a lot of people seem to have against the Punisher? <sighs> Kids in Punisher shirts, I mean, they look at them, they want to rag on them. It's a,
1: it's a great design, you know what I mean? It's like right. an illustrator, it's a great design. Uh, you, you think about the cinematic you know, interpretations of those characters and you wonder, was there enough character and story there to make a proper cinema experience. You know what I mean? Well or I mean is even as a comic I- book character. Or is this like just iconography? Has this right. character simply survived off of iconography? Mm-hmm. With Ghost Rider, I would say almost ninety percent of that character is just iconography. Right. A fucking flaming skull on a motorcycle, that's badass. With the Punisher, as badass as I think the design is, I think there are stories in the Punisher that are really badass. And how do you not Make a successful revenge movie. I, 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 t- right. I I've said it on the on the show a million times because the Punisher movies stink. Hmm. Why not get a Walter Hill type to do these freaking movies the same way they did the Charles Bronson films? Sure. You know what I mean? Those revenge movies worked. You had Clint Eastwood making revenge movies; those worked. You know, you you can't make a proper revenge movie with a dude with a skull on his stomach. Like,
2: well, I think both. I mean, I think the example uses both of those directors, Walter Hill and Clint Eastwood, whereas they're great technical directors for. That sort of a movie right. They're good character directors mm-hmm. And a reve- I think the best revenge movies work Because you can identify with the protagonist And you want to see him get his revenge yeah, you
1: almost become yeah. a vi- You get in the mindset of a vigilante Yeah, and you I think when revenge like
2: movies punishment. Like the Punisher movies are made by people Who are just of a more action vein Who are not character directors or actors you're right. directors You're right You just don't give a shit You just a lot of blood less And you're like, this is lame I don't Get it, I can't connect. You
1: know, I want to see Joe Carnahan do, an, do a do a be, Punisher movie, that'd be good. You know, I, I like I Walter I, Hill's a good call, good call, Walter on that Hill's one, the yeah. man. Um, and then as far as like it's I've it, said it before, as far as Ghost Rider goes, if it's a 100% imagery and iconography and it's in that world, give me a Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie doing <laughs> a movie about a dude with a flaming skull riding a motorcycle, like, come on, he's. I mean, let's do it. I get into
2: it. I like. I actually <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> Hollywood ain't hard. It's just come on. Last week I was telling you guys Shadow of Colossus. Why is Neil Gaiman not writing that script? Come on, let's do this. Um, We're Brubaker's, talking about that a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Incognito. Uh, if you enjoy Criminal, if you've enjoyed Sleeper, if you enjoy Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips getting together and telling you amazing hard-boiled stories. Of people making a lot of mistakes And uh, paying for them Incognito, you guys have heard me talk about it on the show before It's about a superhero who goes in uh, A supervillain who goes into the witness protection program The big bad guy that he turned state's evidence on Finds out who he is Uh Starts finding out where he's hiding And starts sending supervillains after him And the problem is he's now a superhero So um, This is an awesome, awesome book of a guy Who Went into the went into the uh, witness protection, and just couldn't shake the kicks he used to get as a supervillain. And started being like, you know what? Mm. I discovered that by taking drugs to numb myself from an ordinary life, which I hate, some of my powers are starting to get come back. Oh, okay. So what do I do? Well, I'll try being a superhero for a while because it, it'll probably, you know, bring less. Of uh, You know what I mean like, like robbing a bank Brings a lot of attention Doing something cool. to help people Doesn't bring as much attention So he becomes a superhero And he gets on the radar Of the person who he p- helped Put into, into jail So he, they start sending supervillains after him And this is the third issue So That's kind of a cool concept uh, You guys definitely have time To go and catch up on it It's amazing storytelling um, These guys have Ed Brubaker writes Great, great dialogue um, This art is incredible Jay Lee this is the man. He's mimic. been drawing like that, and Richard isanov's uh, inking and, and coloring is great, but it's not cinematic. You see what I no, mean? No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The this stand is, yeah. is done in like a like a photorealistic, cinematic, style, right. and uh, it's awesome. But it's but it's still one hundred percent Stephen King. This girl Robin Firth, who writes these, is like was like Stephen King's assistant. Stephen hmm. King was like, okay, just write. The comics she, she got hired For a short time Out of grad school As an English student uh, I believe And she got hired Just to kind of Help him Keep notes And to, to do A dark tower compendium Like can you just Go through the dark tower And make sure that I'm crossing my T's And dropping right. my I's As far as Character goes Like who, who's Like just keep me Keep me organized right. as, a, as a storyteller and at the end of it She was picking up her last check In the office And it was And Stephen King was there It was the first time They had actually met And Stephen King's like Hey you want to make A little bit of extra money And it turns out A little That's bit awesome. later She's writing the comic book And she's doing an awesome job with it And It's insane uh, I read X-Men <laughs> I finished the Halo comic After two years Four issues Of Brian Michael Bendis And Alex Maleev's Halo comic It's over <laughs> uh, I got, I kept buying them from Graham And then I got Spider-Man Okay everybody Nobody knows spider man Spider-Man No Peter Parker now hmm. He's mind wiped people But what about All these adventures He used to have With the Fantastic Four And his identity Do they just forget That he's Peter Parker
2: What happened now Fill me in I have.: not okay. know this happen You know
1: like in comic books You always yeah, have yeah. these Crossovers And after a while People realize yep. it Spider-Man made a deal With Mephisto Who's like the devil In Marvel mm. Comics To save Aunt May's life She's still alive yeah, right uh, He would have everybody forget it He's Peter Parker Okay Right Save her life uh, So nobody like Everybody wakes up one day And things are kind of different He's no longer married To Mary Jane And nobody knows his identity hmm. But then you go back And you see that these They don't want to completely dismiss The fact that he and the Phantasm Four Had adventures together And he and Johnny were good friends Johnny Storm Come How do they go around that? So the writers finally said, you know what, we're going to have to address this And they did the storyline where Peter Parker and the Fantastic Four start having an adventure And Johnny looks up, they return to a planet that they helped save And the planet has erected statues of them And we're like, wait, we've been here before with Peter Parker, but or with Spider-Man But we knew who he was then hmm. Why do we not know who he is anymore? And, and and Reed is like, oh, this is really weird We don't know who he is anymore He's trying to get really, uh, you know, in, intellectual about it And uh, and there's all these little cop-outs Like the statue they erected in the honor of these five people who saved their planet Peter Parker's face is rubbed out You know, mm-hmm. and then when he finally takes off his mask As like a cliffhanger and is going to show Johnny Because Johnny's like, who the fuck are right. you? He takes off his mask and, and Sue has made his head invisible And is like... <laughs> Hey, it's his choice. And it's just like, what a what a can of worms <laughs> they it's created.
2: Like who,
1: it's like, who's Mysterion? Yeah, oh, right. yeah. It's like, who's Mysterion? Yeah. Mysterion, I will tell you right now, is Craig. See, I think it's Kenny. What? I think it's Kenny. You think Mysterion is Kenny? I think it's Kenny. I do. But he sounds Although like Although Craig was yawning. Sounds, and he sounds Craig like Craig. A, it's Craig that fell asleep Craig sleeping was asleep in class. Right? class.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. Which whenever yeah. I go
1: and hit the streets at night as as a Mass avenger, I'm always a yeah. vigilante. I'm always tired the next day. Right, right. And it sounds like Craig. It does Craig's sound like voice. Craig.
2: I just I I don't know. It's Craig or Kenny. I was I was on the Craig thing for a while, and there was something I forget what it was. I'm like, maybe it's Kenny.
1: I would love. We I don't think, know what
2: Kenny talks like. I except love, for by guys or whatever it was. You going to Comic Con? I am. Going go the first time. Out. I'm
1: excited. Yeah. We might throw a party at Comic Con. What's that? You going to Comic Con too? No, okay. 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 Oh, we're still we're still putting together details of the Comic Con party. Cool. But I kind of want to make a Mysterion like, oh, costume for myself right. <laughs> Little little jingly question mark What do you think? I think it's a good idea He's suggesting I should be the king That's what you're saying You could be, <laughs> the you, could be the, you could either be the king Or you could be uh, <laughs> Dr. Chaos <laughs> Dr. Chaos. <laughs> 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 uh, Chaos Nice Butters is the man What did you say? Professor Chaos Professor Chaos, <laughs> <laughs> Professor Chaos. Um, so guys, you knew we were going to get a cinema-heavy episode here with uh, Logan Crow Video games, we'll talk about them next week Because Nar Williams will be back on the show And you guys like Nar VJ, is there anything video game world that you've seen on the internet That we should talk about? Is there anything that you've been playing? Not
0: really, I mean, they've been announcing a lot of PSP games uh-huh. And everybody's still dissing on the PSP Because about. there aren't any games
1: And we're thinking that there's going to be a PSP 4,000 like no, there's gonna be yeah. you think there's gonna be a new PSP so market. why invest in the PSP now
0: I don't know I mean supposedly there's a new one coming up by the end of the year mm-hmm. that's gonna have no UMD drive everything is download, and they don't it's, it's a rumor whether it's actually a PSP 2 or a 4,000 so, I mean,
1: suppose and, and supposedly Patapon 2 is download
0: yeah they're testing out the markets with like download only
1: I do think download is the future yeah. I do I also think that putting out several iterations of the same device Hurts you because people end up not buying the device In anticipation of just another model coming out yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah,
0: they're putting out new colors
1: I think too, they've actually. kind of hurt themselves At least when Nintendo gives like a new version of the DS It does something like, the, like, like a th- very, very thin DS That's a, almost a complete remodel And then with the DSi, it's got a whole lot of new features PSP yeah. puts out the new deal uh, The same PSP with just slight changes like color like 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 the screen color and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like
0: everybody's talking about touch screen now and dual analog something yeah. Like that. Mm. yeah, but if you, you
1: know what? The new PSP now, has touch screen and, du- and dual analog. I think they've got a new system on their hands that people can get behind. But yeah. man, I think they're cutting their, themselves off at the feet with just putting shit out. Yeah. Um. And what about Yeah What about games? Games. Um. I
0: don't really know. I mean, I just been playing. There's a new Killzone mm-hmm. map pack coming out. Sad
1: coming about, about that. In a
0: weeks. Yeah. Definitely getting it. It looks really great. Like, there's one level that's like a train level to the actual game. And you never had a map of that, but now they have this. It's like a multi-level train where you can jump across two different trains, and it's like interactive with the environment and stuff. So, it looks really good. I
1: think. Okay. Awesome. I mean, I'm excited for that. Of course, I'm excited for We Punch Out. Uh-huh. You're gonna get that. V- v-? I probably will actually. You and you know, i fight online. You know, there's an online mode, and we'll fight. Is there? Yeah. yeah and then there's also um, Conduit. As an uh, online mode that they've been showing, that know, like, it's honestly, another Wii first-person shooter. Who knows? But
0: it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be good. Like Sega's been coming out though. I know Sega didn't develop it, but right. like, I would have to say I'm like disappointed with like Mad World and House of the Dead. Have you
1: been playing Mad World?
0: Uh, I've been playing it until it locks up this system. Oh really? Yeah, on both those games, developed both by Sega, they just lock up, and make like a really loud sound.
1: Like really? the sound of your Wii getting raped? Yeah, and like. you just
0: start over from the beginning. It's
1: like, man, oh fuck uh, that. That's what, I mean, I um, I Conduit sounds good. And, uh, they also have the WeSpeak Speak. You can use the We Speak device to uh-huh. to talk to people in the game in your close area. So it's a, kind of realistic. You can't talk to the people across the map, but if somebody's standing right next to you, you can hear what they're saying. So yeah. I think that'll help. Um, you can get people interested in it. Yeah. That's Hopefully. insane.
2: That's so rad. Yeah. Hopefully it's good.
1: Um, but that stuff's coming up, uh, guys. Next Friday at the Art Theater, you guys can check it out by going to the. Either mondocelluloid.com or the real frou frou Frenchy spelling of (laughs) Art Theater Long Beach. Art Theater Long Beach. Long Beach. dot Longbeach.com. Right? Yes, yes. Um, And that screening is with Lloyd Coffin presenting the Toxic Avenger in 35mm print, and then he's going to have a Q&A afterwards. And if you want to get super offended, (laughs) the 1st of May, that, (laughs) that Friday, holy shit, I may have to brave this. We've got Blue Fly. Right, blowfly. blowfly yeah. Who I've put up a fucking photo of this guy. He looks like a lunatic. He's da- <laughs> if he's burning. And then after that, we've got uh, Black Devil Doll. Yeah. The theater will burn down, and Geekscape will bring the marshmallows. That is yeah. a guarantee. i see, and I
2: saw Blowfly at a roller rink at World on Wheels in Venice Beach, Jesus like eight years ago. The guy's insane. That's an insane. He's got girls up on stage. It's it's insane. It's it sounds be, it's like a, be party. a riot. Some um, blast, yeah.
1: So that, that is that is coming at you yeah. Definitely check it out If you're in the uh, Southern California area mm. And Logan Crow everybody Logan Crow is back on the show This good time you, without sir. the Atmosphere of the Mexican the market the That we, we one had one last one. time that was But was That's great VJ is also back Why don't you wave VJ? Good yeah. luck on the internet With everyone's woman I gotta say that Alright Say goodbye There you go <laughs> Cool We'll see you guys next week With Nara Williams on the show Bye.
2: Bye bye.
1: I was going to mention the website. What, what website? Geekscape.net is our website. Yeah. i what the hell. Facebook, MySpace, we're on there if you look for us. But Geekscape.net. We're talking about your website. We're talking about you. Cellular. I appreciate that. Mondasilu.com is what we're talking about.